Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the roll of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. We're finally back to building worlds based off a roll of a 20-sided die rather than just picking one or doing an audio drama. It's been <laughs> like two months. <laughs> it, it's been a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so so I can finally say the actual like spiel at the beginning. I, I'm 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 back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> so how are you doing, dude? I'm I'm doing okay. Just a tiring oh. week already. You know. Is everything okay, man? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. But just, you usually you know. say pretty good, pretty good, or whatever, and then you said okay, and it's just, I would I'm say the difference between okay and pretty good seems to be fairly negligible. Oh, for me, there's like, <laughs> there's like, okay is like the neutral, like, um, doing pretty good, you know, it's like that higher, like, you know, I would say at least 50% better. And I was like, doing um, bad is like, you know, 50% worse. You know, I've just never uh, classified um, these things directly in my mind. Well, as we both know, I am way more neurotic than you are. So, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> like like 8 million times more neurotic. So, um, what have you been up to recently, Cody? And you uh, don't just have to talk about Horizon. You can talk about anything you want. Well, so, I mean, I have been playing a little bit of Horizon. I've also, because I am a trend follower, been playing Among Us. I would say yes. that is probably the goofiest thing that I've been doing, <laughs> which you should give a shot to at some point. It's pretty fun. Yeah, if I have people to play with, I will definitely play it. You know what's cool? For a while, they ran out. So there was only so many server instances the game could support, <laughs> and they used a uh, four-letter code, and they ran out and would start doubling the codes. So you would just have, like, a group of randos jump into your game because they had the same room code as you? And they're like, oh, oh crap, sorry, bye. Yeah, the game kind of got, like, wildly popular overnight. Um, yeah, and which, it's lo I love that thing where they don't expect their game to get that popular, and then it just explodes, and it's like, well. <laughs> we need more servers. We're messing up, you know, but it's 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 been really fun though. I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I honestly have only seen what the character things look like. I have never actually played Among Us yeah, or anything like that. I mean, it's really similar to like Friday the thirteenth that has a game or um is it Dead by Daylight, I think. Yeah, Friday the thirteenth game is horrible. I hated every second of it. But that Dead yeah. by Daylight is really fun and I really like okay, Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight is garbage. I hate the Friday mini the game. Oh, the like doing the generator thing. Fixing the engines is the stupidest mini game in the world. It's so annoying to me. I mean, um, it's not really a mini game if that's the main point of the game. Yeah, well, it's just like the the quick time event felt yes. so lazy to me. I don't know. I I, I not... I'm so bad at it. Especially, it kind of lags too. So there's times when I press the button and then it's like, no, you didn't. And it's like, okay, okay. Well, and then there's also like trying to pull yourself off of the hook always fails yeah you have like i think it's a 10 percent chance of actually getting pulled like pulling yourself off and i'm just like why even why even have that like why put it in the game as an option because you if can also get like an up like one of your like bonus things where you can have a higher percent chance of actually doing it it just feels trivial like does anyone is that like a strat that anyone uses really or is it basically just like no one's doing this ever under any I've circumstances? I've seen people do it before. Like actually, the very first time I was playing, like I did, um, oh, because I didn't know you weren't supposed to try to pull yourself off the hook, and I did. I successfully did it. My friend's like, "Why didn't you do that?" I'm like, 
Because it told me to. Yeah, it just... <laughs> you see what I mean, though? That just feels like bad design to me. Like, the game's misleading new players. You know? But maybe not. Um, but either way, um, Among Us is the same game. Just in 2D and isometric, kind of. Okay. And you're fixing a spaceship, and there's more mini games, but, you know, it's poopy. Yeah, no, I, I, I would love to play it because I literally know any, nothing about it. All I know is, like, the two big games that came out recently were Fall Guys and Among Us. It's and, like, been out for a long time. Wait, it's been out for longer than that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Among Us has been out for a while. It just oh, got it popular just exploded suddenly. out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, that's pretty cool. Which is, it's nice because it's cheaper than Fall Guys, which does look like a really fun game that is Oh, I got Fall Guys for free because PlayStation. Well, I don't own a PlayStation. I own this loverly computer next to me. Yeah, and then I watch... what? I should actually dust out now that I'm... Yeah, I need to dust out my computer too because I look down and it's just a mess. My favorite ever is like that picture online where someone... um, their computer literally had mushrooms growing off of it because they had never cleaned it out and there's just mushrooms just on the CPU. It's like, oh my god! But, um, yeah, no, I... So today, I'm gonna ask you about Horizon in a second, but today I watched, like, um, Sony release, like, more stuff about the PlayStation 5 and, like, more trailers. So the Spider-Man trailer, like, oh my god, I need that game. The new Spider-Man, like, with Miles Morales looks fantastic and they, they... in that game, they've captured the, like, just, they captured Spider-Man better than any of the movies or any of, like, the stuff before it has. They captured, like, the Spider-Man of the comics and the feel of what it's supposed to be more than anything else. And so I'm so excited for that game. And then they released, like, a trailer for Final Fantasy 16. I'm like, oh, it's pretty, but I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, yeah, Final Fantasy, there's so many of them. But anyways, how far along on Horizon are you? Do you, like, actually um... do story stuff? I've done a little bit of story stuff. You know, there's that guy who had the, the ear widget and his family was captured. I, I went yeah, and saved Owen. his family. And then now I'm like trying to find my 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 mom clone. Now you're actually to real story stuff. Thank you. God. Yeah. Yeah, but I have So you have done bows. the Grave Horde finally. Jeez Louise. It's been I've like done the what? Grave Horde. I don't know what that is. God. Have you met Silence? What? Never mind. The black guy. Have you met the black guy? I think I've met a black guy. I don't know if he is the black guy. Is he guy. the voice in your ear? Is he that guy? Well, don't spoil it. I for have me. to just do it because you don't know crap. No, I've not met I've not met the Cylons yet. I'm going to I am going to kill myself and it's gonna be your fault. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about Splibian is he was talking to me a bunch and he's like I know all about your mom and and it just felt like a mom joke I guess oh my god (laughs) do you actually like the game or not because like what you say I don't know if you're just doing this to annoy me or if you actually don't like the game here's here's my duality with this game playing the game is fun and then it gets to any part where I have to talk to people and they make me click on crap and I'm like you know the thing is I got a jar of peanuts next to me, and I'm playing a video game, and what happens is I get to a cutscene, and I put my controller down, and I just want to eat some peanuts. But instead, I'm like, double, and the thing is, you can't even click, you can't even set your controller down. You are the most uniquely annoying person I have ever met in my life. Listen, listen, you can't even. You are the most uniquely annoying person I have ever met. You can't even set your controller down and just click A, because you have to... 
the interface for the conversation sucks because you have to like push over and click a like and you Cody. can't do that one-handed so now if i want to eat peanuts while well, i'm enjoying the terribly voice acting one hand it because i've done it before well, but then you're, like, using your thumb on one stick, and then you got your pinky slap and the A button, and I just want to set my controller down and just have it play the cutscene that it clearly wants me to do. Or I should just skip all of them you're and give the game a middle like, finger. The for game wants me to play chat. the game. I'm no, mad no. because it wants what me I'm to interact is... with the game. Nah, I'm Cody, and I don't like doing things that are normal for video games. Here's the... No, no. No, here's the thing. You can, there is a way to do a conversation or decision-based game that is compelling, right? I would say that is a telltale game. You yes. have to, like, quickly make decisions in conversation. There's a lot of ramifications to those decisions. And it, it feels like that is a game that you're playing. Or, like, um, L.A. Noir, right? Um, You have to be watching the conversation and, like, trying to gauge what they're saying and then... You have options on how you respond, and you can do it right or wrong, and it's like a game. But in this, there isn't a game to the conversations. You, you're you just clicking A for no reason. But, like, in old games, do you know why they did that? Why you had to click A in conversations in, like, Zelda? I mean, you're going to tell me anyways, so... I am. It's because you the there wasn't voice acting. So you were telling it, go to the next part, right? You read a line of dialogue, you click A, it gives I, you the next I, line I of dialogue. I understand that, Goody. Right? Yes. So why am I doing that in a game with voice acting? That's all it is. There's, there's like, occasionally a choice in the game. You can, like, kill someone or not, right? You have, like, heart, head, gut, I think, yes. is the three. Yes. Then I'm like, great, I'll pick that and direct the story. But other than that, why am I clicking through a conversation menu? Just play the cutscene in an order that makes any sense but instead for some reason i gotta tell it to do the cutscene i don't want to do that just either make the cutscene a game or don't have it be just have it be a cutscene what it is is it's it's a mediocre weird menu thing and it bothers me okay but i like shooting the heads off of robots And every AAA game has this now. Now, just yes, like, yes, Cody, Cody. We don't have to talk about your hate of AAA. We've done it on at least five different episodes. It's just, it, it's, it's know, a Cody. bad thing that's become, like, assumed. And that bothers me. Anyways, that's how I feel about Horizon. At least you like the gameplay, I guess. You're... I do. I enjoy running around and shooting monsters. I like the. I kind of like the story so far. I like the aesthetic, kind of. I think they think some of their characters look cool that actually look stupid. And I don't know if that's, like, intentional. That they're like, we're going to stick this giant, like, goofy-looking headpiece on this character. It's going to look awesome. And then you look at it, and you're like, but... That does look dumb, though. Cody, <laughs> you just look so no, upset. Let me, I, I can't wait till we do... Th- oh, I did need to talk to you about some stuff, but I can't wait till we do the thing where we recommend something to each other, then we have to like play or do it and then review it, because I'm just going to tear whatever you give me apart. <laughs> I'll give you something that's really good. That doesn't mean that I can't... Or I'll give you something that's intentionally obtuse. No, don't give me... T- anyways, but just... You are entitled to your opinion. I disagree on some points. I I 
understand where you're coming from with the conversation stuff. And I will say, because what I've been doing is playing the game Ghost of Tsushima, and there's like things where like I literally just stop paying attention to certain conversation stuff because I... The game itself, the gameplay, beautiful. Like, they've done it. There is absolutely no, like, player UI or HUD or anything. Like, you just play the game. You go where you want. Like, to direct you to the place, there's not, like, a mini-map. And there's not, like, a bright flashing thing. Like, literally, the wind will blow in a certain direction. And that's where you should go for your map marker. And, like, it, it does a really good job. And so I'm just immersed in this beautiful samurai world. And then it's just like, oh, please help me and tell me, and let me tell you the story. And oh, here, have this option to do this. It's like, I don't care what you're saying. I want to get back to wandering the samurai world and fighting the Mongols. It's like, I don't care about a word you're saying. Please help me, dear. No, no, just let me cut people down. Is it that, is it that like historical? Are you fighting the Mongols? Yeah, you are fighting the Mongols. It's freaking awesome. Really? But okay, I'm, so it tries. I'm surprised. Okay, the it's one thing I have historic. to say is it's tries. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it tries to be no, you're like good. super historical and stuff, and like it's most it's like taking itself very seriously. But if you fight against a big guy with a club and get hit by him, you go like cartoonishly Power Ranger flying back, like ah, <laughs> like through like flailing your hands through the air as you fly like ten feet back, and I'm just like. You're trying to have this super, like, um, immersive, super serious game, and then you're giving me cartoon physics when I fight a big guy? What is this? But other than that, I mean, I think it's a fantastic game, but, like, I, I get what you mean with, like, the slowing down of, like, the, the taking you away from the um, gameplay stuff and not really giving you a break for eating peanuts, which I just love. This is image of you just, just slurping up peanuts as you're trying to play this video game. It's like, ugh. Well, you know, sometimes you just want to slam down on some honey roasted nuts, and you can't do that yeah, Cody, I don't while care. playing Horizon, because really, it doesn't give me a break. I really you know? don't care what you're slamming down on. I just... Ugh. It'd be some honey roasted nuts. You like you like your nuts, don't you? Well, my them honey roasted, yes. yes. Yeah, you know what I'm doing. Um, anyways, but then the other thing I was doing, um, been still watching Twin Peaks. The second season is a slog, and it's just like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The second, weird. The right? second season it does weird stuff. It, well, it turned into. It's like you can tell this is because I read a bunch about it, and you could tell this is the moment when like the fans really got into it, and like people started demanding certain things from the show because it just turns into a soap opera. Yeah, yeah, it kind of turns into what it was making fun of a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because because they are trying to please the fans and like fulfill what like because i read a bunch of stuff was like oh the fans wanted to know who the killer is that's why they even revealed it, the killer in the first place like because apparently he wanted the killer to be like hidden for as long as humanly possible right yeah 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 and that, well that's what was weird is it kind of tried to become two different shows and yeah, because there was the critical claim and like the studio or direct whatever telling them to do certain things and then like well we want to do it our way and then that's why lynch left like halfway through the season and then comes right back. yeah but, yeah yeah but like so i'm hitting the part where it's like this is the studio telling them what the show needs to be and it's just yeah like, it's, it's, a, it's a real shame too because you can see what the show could have been yeah which um, is what the third season pretty much is Right, yeah, there is a third yeah, season. The, I always forget. Like, it's hour been third so long. Because apparently they wrote the third season as a like eighteen hour movie, <laughs> just straight up a movie, and then split. Oh, and then split. Yeah. They wrote it as one solid piece, and then split it up episode by episode. 
Yeah. Which, I mean. There is actually a movie called Fire Walk yeah, With Me that I have not seen. I've heard things about it. Like, I've heard good things and also that there's a lot of, um, you know, abuse in it because it shows the, it's the prequel to the yeah. show. Yeah, it's so. like not a happy time at all. Well, I mean, the whole show really isn't. Well, I mean, they have part. whimsy mixed in with the pure misery of what is a murder investigation. So. Yeah. You know, that, that like, uh, I, I heard a, uh, like a scholarly writer i guess talk about what he described something as lynchian and someone asked him what that means and he's like it is the mundane set next to the macabre yeah you know like and i mean i really i really like that side of it where it is this like this it's this criminal investigation but then you have this just weird town and all this like horror stuff happening in the background like the whole scene where um Bobby and um his girlfriend are like with Leo, the paralyzed guy, the criminal guy, and he's paralyzed and just kind of like sitting there and they're just like making fun of him, like just having this weird birthday party. And it's just like this funny thing, but it's like, you know, as soon as he breaks out of that like paralyzed coba, he's killing both of you. Have you uh have you seen Blue Velvet? No, I have not, but I heard it's really good and I should watch it. You 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 should definitely watch Blue Velvet. And then the last thing I've been doing is I watched nine episodes of the anime Ergo Proxy because it was recommended to me for someone who likes Ghost in the Shell. It's um like pretty much cyberpunk sci-fi um anime murder mystery type thing and I feel with like the I've seen that somewhere. And stuff. It's weird. I like it a lot because it does that like thing I like where it's like melancholy mixed with like a very good mysterious plot. So, and you know me, I love melancholy quite a bit. So, I yeah. The art style in this looks weird. Yeah. It's not in a bad way. No, no, it's it's good. It is like a lot of stuff is on the level of Ghost in the Shell, which is why I'm really liking it because I do love me some Ghost in the Shell quite a bit. Well, you know, long drawn out conversations by about like, you know, mankind and stuff and like weird anime plots and robots and weird monster <laughs> god things and like oh yes, yeah, so look at this beautiful city, but actually you see that little static in the corner. Oh yeah, it's like I know that the city is fake and then that there's gonna be some horrifying scene where it's like, Oh yes, humanity was destroyed so long ago. Yeah. And it's 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 great. I like Ergo Proxy quite a bit gonna binge watch the rest of it this weekend so i can't wait um but yeah so time for the show cody what was last week um last week was oh frick uh not helping you this is man, very easy what to was do. last week it's like we did we did two something weeks of it. oh it was the second part of the long world where yeah. uh i was it was like based on a period of time and yours was like the um would you call it the age of exploration? Yeah. Is that what you yeah, said? And mine was um, the Jetsons. Yeah, yours like, was retro uh, Retrofuturism. With purple yeah. apes, and I will still have grape apes stuck in my head every time I think of your world. Uh, yeah, I think that mine is called Jetsons Grape Ape is the name of the Google Doc that you know I worked <laughs> off of. That's fantastic. Jetsons Grape Ape. So anyways, Cody, what is this week? This week is a noir world, and you said you had like questions for me okay. on what this meant. No, not really what it means, but I just wanted to ask you about this in general, because like when we talk about noir, like you there's like this passion behind it for you. And I wanna know is like 
what kind of draws you to noir? I was like, like, what is your like background with noir? Because like, I really do not have that same backing. But like, when you talk about noir, it's like that same feeling I have when I like when we talk about anime, and I'm just like, ah, all over anime. So, I think, um, like being honest, I think some of it's like a little bit of hipsterism coming through, <laughs> where I think it is. It. Well, like, it's one of those things where. Um, I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. Um, it's like Nirvana being on a t-shirt. Does anyone listen to Nirvana? Um, or do you just wear the t-shirt? I don't have a t-shirt. I just listen to Nirvana because I like I, I don't listen to Nirvana. I, I don't actually particularly like Nirvana. I, but it like that's not I my point. <laughs> my, my point is that it's one of those things that I feel like a lot of people use the term and just ascribe it to anything. Anything can be noir now, you know? And, and so to me, it was at some point, I think it was when I was in high school, I was just like, well, what actually were these movies that do actually constitute film noir? So then I went back and watched a bunch of them and I really like them, but they are very weird and they exist kind of out of time now. Like, um, you talk about a movie like Double Indemnity or The Maltese Falcon, these like famous tentpole movies for the genre and they're like so boring by a modern standard and they're generally like um they're extreme i think misogynistic is the word I, like if i'm just waiting for you to curl your curly mustache and drink your craft beer you freaking hipster hang on i want to look up what misogynistic means i feel like that's something you should just know it's... well yeah but words have a deeper meaning than just like bad it's not um well what i'm saying is that like the word misogynistic and the word sexism kind of do not exactly mean the same thing and i would say that um now i have to look up what sexism means because i want to see what the difference is well right my, my point is that like it is a weird genre because it's a character that doesn't exist anymore and is not a good person like the heroes in air quotes strongly i did air quotes but yeah you can't you, see you that have to, like recording inflect your voice quite a bit <laughs> yeah of film noir are like terrible people they're bad 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 people and like everyone in them is garbage and a lot of times that is like the genre at the time it was like generally a not just like demeaning attitude towards women but a hateful one like a spiteful and a hateful depiction of women which i'm not saying is a glamorous thing but watching in a context is an interesting thing how um cavalier it was that that was just the way women were depicted as like home wreckers universally or always duplicitous you know they were scheming and mistre and like deceitful like the femme fatale character archetype figuring out where that came from and why to me is a fascinating chunk of history um so to me the reason that i find film noir at its origin fascinating is because it's something that only makes sense at the time it came out okay like it is a post-war genre it is a post-World War II or a post-World War I genre that only makes sense in that context. So now, watching it with a modern eye, it just seems like, 
almost goofy yeah, yeah. because it's so like the male characters are so cruel and the women are treated to be so villainous and it doesn't make sense until you think about that in the context of these characters that they're depicting are almost all certainly World War II veterans that left for war with the promise of coming back heroes and came back to not that you come back to a society that's been broken by years at war, a home life that no longer exists. So, and it is no, sorry, no, 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 you get finished. I'm, I'm liking this. Go and so to me, it's fascinating because it's like it never, well, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but generally it's not explicitly stated, but again, it's one of those, genres that only make sense in its context so to me now it's hard to talk about something being noir because to me an essential part of it is a broken society that we just don't have in the same way anymore okay uh, yeah not in the same way but we're leaning heavily on the broken society right now well but not yes, in the same but way like I, that I has you. birthed different genres yeah. like whatever social um issues that there are or suffering that there is is always going to influence the media that's created and i think that you can understand film noir better with it in its context which is why when it gets applied broad strokes to anything it stops making sense you know what i mean okay. like it makes sense back then <laughs> anyways that's kind of no, like I, a overly verbose way of saying what I'm yeah I, I liked it and i'm gonna actually I don't know. So this was one, because I don't really know the noir genre, and I just kind of based my world on the little that I did know. And, like, so last week before our internet connection, like, started dying, you're just, like, in the show, I was trying to say, it's, like, I want to, like, try to wave the yellow card because, like, to me, I am trying my hardest to fit into this category, but I really don't know noir based on, like, what you just said. I'm going to say I think... I hit close, maybe, but you'll be the judge on it. And just let me know how I did. Don't make fun of me, please. <laughs> well, like I said, you know, like the modern incarnation of noir is, not is literally what, just not what you were talking about, huh? Well, and it's just applied to anything where they turn off the lights sometimes, yeah. you know? So, and that's kind of what I was go. That's like my only basis in noir is this whole modern idea of it like some of the ones that i like mentioned to you is like well how about big o is big o noir how about um freaking um well you said psychopaths which i'm like oh yeah like other than the main character yeah i get what you're saying like the character kagami and his like the glasses guy are very noir characters if you think like based on what you were saying type things but anyways i'm ready to roll for initiative just let me know how i did i really want to know how i did like in this whole thing but yeah Anyways, I'm going to roll. I think I'm going first. What'd you 18. roll? Four. Never mind. I'm going set. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this first part comes from Adrian Hyde PI and it's called, well, my world is called the pit. Oh no. But I'm, I'm already worried. We wrote the same world nah. with that title. Every human in the world dreams of moving to Edelos the vibrant city in the sun where you can go and find a new life. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed young men and women will leave their small homes on the farm to strike it big in Edelos. To them, the city is perfect, and it may as well be, but this story isn't quite about Edelos. 
No, I didn't stay in Edelos for very long. That place chews you up and spits you out unless you are willing to completely debase yourself in order to fit the, into the perceived societal norms. No, I ended up in the sister city where all of the other rejected toys found home. The city of Karos, or more lovingly referred to as the Pit. It gets its inviting name because it sits below sea level in a crater that was rumored to be created by the magic of the old gods. But there is nothing magical about the bowl-like area that makes up the pit of Kairos. You can dive deep and find home in the pit, but for most people, in means in, and there is no escape. The pit is a den of criminals, liars, and thieves that is only made desirable by the low cost of living and the sheer amount of work you can find. Unlike Edelos, the city doesn't have that new hopeful glow, but instead is filled with twisted black buildings lining the dense skyline like shark teeth. It's an eyesore covered in advertisements for cheap medicines that don't work and products you can only find if you are rich enough to make it over there in Edelos. But it is cheap. The apartment living strewn about the city is found in those same jagged buildings. You can really only tell the buildings apart by the different colored doors or windows. The streets in the pit are packed like sardines. You have trolleys and cabs pushing down the streets to make it to the next destination and entrances to subways popping up almost at every corner. Most people are better off walking everywhere, but if you insist on wasting your time, you can try to take a bus. Of course, in the pit, the buses are never on schedule. With all the hustle and bustle of the city going on, you would think you could find some sort of escape and look towards the sky for hope. Not in the pit. The blue sky is choked out by dense gray clouds that originate from the industrial district and all of the inefficient vehicles. Edelos has been trying out new runes that power their engines more efficiently without clouding up the sky. But because of all of their advancements, the rejects, both old and new, end up in the pit. Due to the bottom dollar price, these cars get bought up by those just trying to get by, or maybe even have some, or maybe even those who want to impress the ladies with. Them, the cars. Sorry, that sentence was bad. I'm just gonna edit all. I'm just okay. gonna edit all that out. <laughs> so in turn, the sky gets filled with that thick smoke. The industrial district on the other side of the pit. Unless you work there, I would recommend staying out. The pit is filled with crooks. So who do you think is running the factories? Lastly, if there was an underbelly to the underbelly, you could find that below ground in the subway system. It's a home for trolls that doubles as a dump site for the fairy mob. My theory is that most of the subway is built on the bones of people that the mob just couldn't stand. The tunnels are winding and easy to lose something in. It's not common knowledge, but there are stairs that lead further down, and even further down then into God only knows. If it is your style, you can find any illegal substance down in the subway if you look hard enough. Anything from poison to hallucinogenic unicorn horn that has spread through the market like wildfire. The city is a pit. But this city is my home. I am the only one that can shine the light on all the cockroaches that live here and stamp them out before they further corrupt this place. I came here because I needed a place to live. I had hoped this place wouldn't change me, but it did. Now it is a part of me, and I am a part of it. I must protect the dark depths of the pit. And that's my first part. I tried. I really tried. You, you nailed it except for one thing. What? The noir detective is not Batman. He just wants to get paid. 
And you'll 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 see you'll see kind of how I do this later. But I I I I really try. But thank you. I'm trying my best with something that I've never done before. <laughs> so I did kind of like with his character. I kind of did base him on Batman and like other new noir yeah, yeah, yeah. heroes. Well, that's the thing is like you can see a change like with a character like Batman. So okay, right, Maltese Falcon. Sorry, this is no, something I'm do, geeky do your about. Thing. The main character is like hard-boiled detective, right? At the end of that, the beginning of the story, his partner dies. So this would be like his Robin, you know, like the Robin to his Batman dies. His response is to scrape the name off of his window and have his secretary call the widow, who then immediately tries to jump in bed with Jeez. him, and he rejects her. And then he gets like uh, caught up in this like investigating like who murdered his partner and why and there's like this super valuable falcon and at the end of it there's like a woman that he loves that loves him back he gets her arrested what he just tries to take he takes money from the people that hired him to steal this bird and then gets all of them arrested he just takes the money and gets everyone that liked him arrested and then goes on with his life miserable and alone (laughs) anyways okay yeah, film noir is depressing. Apparently Anyways, so. Uh, so um a note on structure, mine's called Twilight Town. There's gonna be like a narrative bit and then explanations for the sections that we actually have. You know what I okay. mean? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm gonna talk about flora and fauna, but that does not really relate to the narrative part. Alright. Hey doll, could you get in here? Just a minute, Doc. Yeah, sure, just make it snappy, alright, Angel? We got a case to solve. The office is always warm. Just enough to make the desk fan inadequate to keep sweat from beating on my scalp. There is a faint sour smell in here. But that's Twilight Town. We are not hell, but we're next door. (laughs) Some of us get to go upstairs and others stumble and never get up. Most of us, we just stay here and wait for salvation or damnation. The town is sick. Look at me, 35, no husband, no kids, no family. All I got is Doc. I would like to down whatever plane landed me in this dive. Doc and Associates. Afterlife Investigations. But here I am. And all I have is this cruel old man named Doc. It's not easy to tell how I got landed here. Wait. Sorry. Hang on. I wrote all this like quippy dialogue and then I messed it up. You got this, man. You got this. Just take your time. You don't have to do this at a speed. <laughs> gotcha. It's not easy to tell how I got landed here, though. Doc, though, he loves to find the truth, but he would lie to a nun to get it. Guess we need his type, a bloodhound, with a bark that's as bad that... Hmm, with a bark, with a bad bark and a worse bite. This is the problem with trying to be quippy. His nose is so full of blood, he's forgotten the scent of air. What does that make me? A woman with a leash and a bite and a bit hand, I suppose. Angel! Get in here. I need you to make some calls. Hold on. Really, really, pause really quick. Is her name Angel? No. Okay, thank God, because my character's name is Angel. For my next one, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> okay. No, no, okay. no. That's going to be... You know, it's funny that you asked that question. There he is barking again. Feels like I've been here a decade, and he still calls me doll, or angel, okay. or sister, or kid. My name happens to be Vivian, but Lord knows he'll never learn that. I look out my window to a gray world. Yellow lamps try to cut through the gloom, but only produce ghost, ghastly illuminations. I can see right to the edge of the city. Beyond that, just the void. Black waters and an overcast sky. 
Only the Lost knows what's out there, and I don't care to join them yet. Okay, so, Twilight Town, geography time. Twilight Town is purgatory. It is where souls are sent after they die if they do not get into heaven or hell. Um, and the idea is that, like, it's a second chance to decide what happens, right? Yeah. Um, so, either, you know, like, you do good things in purgatory and eventually go to heaven or you do bad things and get sent to hell. Yeah. Right. So that's the conceit. Twilight town itself is a kind of city out of time. Like it's not any particular time period. There's some electricity and some cars, but it's not like specific to when the person that is sent there died. Um, it's constantly one time of day. It's just like always dusk and always overcast. You can never see the sun. Um, it's a large city and it is like urban right up to the edge of this large island. And then after that, there is just endless black waters. Okay. Um, and that's it. Uh, so as far as the eye can see looking in any direction, there is just this city in a void of nothingness. Um, that thing that she said, the only people that know what's in the water are the lost and she doesn't care to join them. My idea there is that there are some people that just give up and swim out into the water and they're like, we're going to find out what's out here. And they never come back. Um, so that is kind of the general geography of my world. One city, it's an island, black void, overcast skies. It's gloomy. Yeah. We kind of had the same, I mean, obviously because it's normal, but we kind of had the same feel for our cities, like, you know kind of hopeless dark skied city uh yeah yeah that's why i was worried that they were the same thing but you didn't go with purgatory so thanks uh, yeah no my pit isn't hell so or purgatory so anyways my next part the floor and final basically talking about the races in this um world um comes from angel seven dust which you know her name is angel i had to because you know always got to have those names anyways if Edelos is such a beautiful and vibrant city, one of hopes and dreams, then how come the slum city known as the Pit is so jam-packed with people? That's because humanity is such a vain and delicate flower. If you don't look like them and don't follow their rules, then you simply can't live there. You see, this world of air isn't just populated by humans, as those in Edelos would want you to believe. No, there are many other beings that have existed since the beginning of time. These creatures are the Magi, and range from anything such as fairies, goblins, and trolls, all the way up to the human-looking beings, the Seraphim, and the Treelands. You know, the mix between humankind and nature. Edelos will like you to believe that it is ruled by humanity, but it is more of a mixture of humans, Seraphim, and Treelands. If you can pass as human, then you get to live freely in Edelos. If you are unfortunate enough to be born fairy or maybe even goblin, then you would find yourself in a place like the pit. Fairies and goblins will try their hardest to blend in around Edelos, but they are always found out. If you are found out, you are either exiled or thrown in jail. This has led to a lot of dejected magi living in the pit. The pit welcomes all. You will always have a place in the pit no matter what race you are. The pit started out much like Edelos, a city of hope but was quickly taken over by the criminal families who thought they could run things much smoother than that. To strive in the pit, the Magi have found that they need to take the rule book and burn it. You only get by if you are willing to do things off the books. Gambling rings, illegal moonshine and other substances, 
under-the-table deals, and even seedier crimes such as kidnapping government officials for the ransom money are how the criminal families have gotten by. Upon your first day in the pit, you probably want to make your way to a speakeasy to see what kind of job you can get. You might be a dishwasher, you might be a cleaner, who knows? But the protection of the families is needed to make it in the pit. Very few people make it down here without the families. The pit is controlled by four different organizations, each made up of a leader from a family of a different race. First, you have your fairy mob run by Dusselin. Don't let his glittery wings fool you. He is shrewd and he is cunning. The fairy mob runs a lot of material trade in and out of the city. They can get you a pretty pity for weapons or food or anything you have to offer. The fairies' invisibility magic and their magic that grants other objects ability to fly helps them get things in and out of the city with ease. You can try to trade without permission of the fairy mob, but Dusselin will make sure any business that doesn't go through him is crushed. The Razor Fangs, a gang of goblins run by Oct and Aura, are a group of hard-working factory people. They toil in the factories to help create a lot of the material goods in the pit. A lot of the buildings you see standing today were made by goblin ancestors. Oct and Aura like to have their thugs run the shakedown on others so they can buy materials for cheap. Behind the hard working plants are the weapons manufacturers. Oct is an arms dealer trading to other cities and even to foreign governments through Dusselin. Aura turns a blind eye. They try to keep clean just in case they ever get the rundown. The underground, the actual underground, is run by Clank the Troll. She may not be the smartest, but her underground empire is made up of violent criminals, murderers and the like. They are the strong arms hired by the other families to get the job done. You don't have to be a troll to be part of the crew, you just have to be violent. Lastly, we have the Golden Cross, a group started by the fallen Seraphim that now accepts humans and treelands as well. As they hold within them the knowledge of the natural world, they have become the healers, doctors, psychics, medicine men, or whatever else you need. Behind all that holy mumbo-jumbo, the elder seraphim, Celis Arun, runs the drug trade. You want a unicorn horn so you can escape reality? Go to Celis. You need drugs that will stop your pain and make you invincible? Go to Celis. The families each run a different part of the, sim of the city, but they get along when possible. You don't need to be part of the race to join the families. They'll accept anyone with a good reputation. You don't need them, but I would highly recommend it. And that's my second part. Again, I tried. <laughs> no, I like it. Um, All I want I like is the, the approval of you right now. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I like the economy that you laid out. It feels appropriate. Um it's it's funny just because like the the game that Zach is running right now is very um, it's like set in the twenties yeah. and is all about like speakeasies and and bootleggers and stuff so it's it's just like a funny parallel you know, <laughs> um, but it's I mean it, it feels appropriate like I don't think you missed them I wouldn't be calling yellow card even if I wanted to oh, you know what I mean I, but really like this is something I've never like this is a style and a like a type of world. All the other ones that we've done, like, I've had experience at least with them, so I knew what to write. But this is one where it's, like, I don't really know what noir is. So, like, I joke, but I do, like, having your approval saying that, like, I did kind of capture what we were trying to go for is a good feeling. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, and that's the thing is it is, like, it's so in the zeitgeist and it's so 
like ingrained mm-hmm. in culture because it was popular for a really long time that like you can see echoes of it now. You know what I mean? There's always these things repeating and it's just kind of film noir is just where a lot of the roots are. I you know? guess we live in a time where like now because of the way things are like dark and gritty is the way things are going as far as like story writing and like people are really you know jumping on the dark and gritty and like noir for people provides that dark and gritty background and so like a lot that's why at least that's why i feel a lot of things have gone to being this pseudo noir type thing is because of like you know this whole dark and gritty and noir provides that for people yeah, and I mean, it, it's it's what properties are getting made. Like, there's a reason why they just keep making Batman, you yeah. know? Um, and that you can see having a lot of... Well, I mean, just the comic book company in general was Detective yeah, Comics. The, yeah, detective the, the, like, detective genre is steeped. It's like that's, it well, became popular and that's what I in the 40s. I asked you today is, like, is noir specifically a genre of detectives in private eye type thing, or is there something else behind it? Um. So detectives, cops, and insurance adjusters yes, insurance adjusters now let me tell you a personal dream of mine is to run an rpg about noir yeah, insurance. You, t- you actually told uh, me about this one before but go on for the show i tried it i tried it and it was rejected out of hand so many times by the wandering gamer network and then i forced it on them and they did not like it <laughs> usually when like someone doesn't think they're gonna like a thing and keeps saying they're not gonna like it now it doesn't sound like a thing they can get in and then i force the issue and do a one shot where their insurance adjusters they did not and enjoy yeah, the they're game. not gonna enjoy it if you try to force their hand <laughs> oh but it's so many i mean if you, you just ever want to run a game on world shop i will provide people <laughs> just watch double indemnity Ugh. and then talk in like a confusing 1940s metaphor Ugh. speak you know, that is kind of like a weird similarity between rap music and 1940s speech. Is just like, how fast can we make metaphors? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you took half the scripts of film noir and put like a beat over them, people would be like, this I'm seems now like just rap imagining music. like film, like a like hip hop um, film noir, like a noir with like hip hop background backing to it, like. It would that, fit. That, that, it would that honestly, honestly fit. It interests me to see. I mean, I guess we do have like crime movies and stuff like in the hip hop genre. So maybe some of them might reflect on new. I don't know. You need to do your part. We're going to, we can talk about this Anyways. all day because it's very interesting to me who doesn't know a thing about the genre. Doll face, I won't ask again. <laughs> yeah, Doc. I walk into his office and sit in a chair. He's standing with his hands in his pockets, also sweating despite the powerful fan. He's rail thin with a haggard and tired face that always seems drawn in a frown. He's a small man, but hard as nails. Now listen, we got a missing person to run down. Man's gone off. Might be that he's with an upgrade. Or might be that the current model just got to be too much work. Either way, the wi- get the wife on the horn. Next, the fuzz. Or what we have that calls themselves the fuzz. Get them on the line and see if you can sweet talk them into getting any information on Mr. Missing's wheels. Might be that he's decided to roll into the drink. Or it might be that he's just running laps. Finally, Precious, see if you see if any of his business associates say he had enemies. Might be that he pulled a second and forced the verdict. 
Either way, we got to figure out what's the joke and if we should laugh. All right, Doc. So call the client, trace the car, and see about possible malicious intent. Anything else I can help with? Yeah, sweetheart. How about a cup of coffee? Sure thing, boss. Well, I am solving the case. Might be nice to get some credit. Instead, I make coffee for the corpse that used to be something great. Maybe he could be again someday, but for now, he just hides from the second. Okay, so, section two, flora and fauna. Um, so this was a weird thing where I was thinking about, um, you know, you mentioned, like, economy in your last section, which kind of factors into flora and fauna. And I was just thinking about, so what would the economy of purgatory look like, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. um, they're basically they're basically immortal, right? They can't yeah. die. I would not. They don't get older. It's the idea of kind of being stuck in place until you do something to break out of it. Um, but I kind of like the idea of um, if someone was ever to take the time to like follow a delivery truck. They would just eventually drive into the water and drive out of the water. <laughs> oh, and the same way that if you were ever to like actually track where someone came from, it's just like one day they drove out of the water into the city, you know? Um, <laughs> I like that. So I, I like this idea that it does have like goods that flow in and out of the city, but and they're finite. So there's like a desire to capture like alcohol drugs cigarettes food even you know these are things that could be stolen and sold on the black market yeah. um which would cause there to be crime especially in a city that is so miserable you know um but it's entirely artificial that these things are scarce you know what i mean it's like it's not like there's a field that's supplying crops they just for some reason, the amount of food is limited. It's like the same reason that for some reason, it's always uncomfortably hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's not misery, but it's just enough to turn the screws a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's and that's reflected in the way food comes into the city. Like that, that it's never enough for it to be plentiful. Like, no one's starving, yeah. but you're always close. Yeah, you're not starving, but you're hungry. <laughs> right. I like that. I like that a lot. Is that all you got? That's yeah. That's section. Right. You kind of leaned back and did like the and like. So are you okay? <laughs> oh, stop! Stop! I hate that sound so much. Um, okay, this is society society history. Um, the next part comes from the private investigator Adrian Hyde. I tried to live in Edelos. I fought in their war, so I thought they would accept me with open arms. After all, I am a human. None of that got me anywhere, and I was rejected from the city. They didn't want someone who was scarred so deeply by the horrors of war, someone who would wake up with nightmares of what he became on the battlefield. So I left Adelos penniless and without a drop of hope. Unlike Adelos, the pit welcomed me with open arms, and I hoped to find some way of living down here. Little did I know back then that the pit was a place that choked out hope and turned you into what you hated most. I didn't want to be turned into a criminal by the city. Despite all the lawlessness, there was still a law to uphold. I wasn't going to become muscle for the fairies or sell life-ruining drugs to broken people for the Holy Cross devils. I was so defeated by the world that was the pit, so I locked myself in my apartment, accepting that I would just die there as an empty husk. I soon found out that my domicile used to belong to a private investigator, Adrian Hyde, 
when a frail old lady came knocking on my door for looking for Adrian to do a job for her. I took on the role of Mr. Adrian Hyde and said I would help her locate her missing granddaughter. I was desperate, and she was offering a large cash down payment. So I did it, expecting to knock on a few doors and then give up. The investigation took me places I didn't expect, and I soon became tangled into a case that I just had to solve. I tried to do it the right way, not step on any toes, but I quickly realized that the only way I could I would get answers from this corrupt city was to give in to the corruption and bust a few skulls. A few people were hung over balconies, and I maybe sorry, and maybe I blackmailed a cheating husband or two. But I did what I had to do in order to get an answer. I tore the city apart looking for this small child. Before long, I found myself in a den of trolls fighting my way out to save the last innocent life in the pit. After that, I became famous behind closed doors. Turns out the old lady was the mother of the current mayor of Kraros. That child was his daughter, who was being kidnapped in order to control him. I saved them, and soon everyone was whispering my name. Call upon Adrian Hyde. He will do any job you need. Just never ask about his methods. I found the one righteous lifestyle in the wretched hell that was a pit. I worked job after job until finally I heard a small, timid knock on my door. The most beautiful woman I had ever seen stepped into my life that day. She had long golden hair that draped over her shapely body and lips of crimson like blood. She was wearing a low-cut, backless dress that revealed two large scars on her shoulder blades. Her story was that she was an angel, but her wings got clipped. She needed my help, and I fell for her hook, line, and sinker. Said she was tangled in some trouble between the razor fangs and the holy cross. The goblins had taken her, her baby sister as a bargaining trip, and she wanted me to find them. Again, I tore the whole city apart for her, but when I finally found her sister, I realized it was all a trap. The baby sister, the beautiful angel she had talked about for weeks, turned out to be a golden statue that was a holy cross heirloom that the goblins were keeping for negotiations. With my interference from Angel Seven Dust, she was able to sneak in and take the statue, selling it for a small fortune. But fear not, she only tricked me so that she could make enough money for her, so her elderly parents could make it out of the pit and live in Edelas. She was not the real problem. My biggest fear is that I was helping erode away at the thin line of balance between the four organizations. After all of that, Angel Seven Dust and I worked together from time to time. Sometimes she uses me for her own good, but deep down, I know that she only does it because the pit has turned her a criminal. No matter what scheme she cooks up, I know there is still good within her, and one day I will bring it to the surface. That's my third part. How'd I do? No, I mean, that That so far feels like the most appropriate. Yeah! Yeah, what you were saying is like, oh yeah, it's like, you know, World War II veterans that come back and find the city now. I was like, hey, I did something right. <laughs> it's like... Yay. Um, that also almost is exactly the plot of the Maltese Falcon, which really? is a movie you should totally watch. Yeah, it's close. It's I not exactly. I've never seen it. And I didn't do like any like too much research on that side of it. I tried more modern noir, so I have no clue. What the, other than what you said previously, I have no clue what the Maltese Falcon is. I, I actually the Maltese Falcon was one I hadn't seen until this week. Um, oh, 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 so you did research for this show. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been I've been watching a bunch of film noir. Like I just kind of got on a kick. Um, oh yeah, no. Also, there was a uh, another kind of famous film noir that was not detective at all. It was about a uh, a um, 
a failing uh, screenplay writer trying to rip money off of a retired actress. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Because everyone is terrible. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of tried to do that because I remember you saying everyone's terrible. So I tried to do that with like this guy who thinks he's righteous. Like he thinks he's like the Batman, but unlike Batman, he literally just like tears people apart. Like he he's yeah. brutal. He, um you know, will blackmail people and does whatever he takes for the job. But he like in his mind, the terrible part is in his mind. He thinks he's like this, like he thinks he's Batman. He thinks he's this like, you know strong arm of the law he's like this golden child of the law but like actually he's just as terrible as everybody else and that's what i tried to highlight no i mean i think and then i I did the femme fatal fatal stuff sorry i gotta say that all again i did the femme fatal stuff that you mentioned last time yeah no it's it's coming through i like it all right section three later that day or really that night i'm still making calls and i hear a bang Doc walks in, but it's really more of a crawl. He's bleeding and still smoking. Doc, what happened? Now, keep it together, doll. Grab the first aid kit and the whiskey. I'm tired of feeling like Swiss cheese. You need to call a real doctor. Let me make a call. No, no calls. I ain't near the second just yet. Now Now patch up these little bee stings and get back to work. The cases keep piling up, and sometimes the truth doesn't like to be found. But Doc just kept chasing. We've never talked about... What he did to get here, but I have some idea of why. We don't talk about me either, but he just keeps chasing and I just keep getting the coffee and doing the work. And then once a month or so, I tape him back together. This is what Twilight City does to you and to people like Doc. They get stuck, suffering to earn something or prove something, but really it just becomes a habit. We get in the habit of staying here and not wanting to find out where we should be. I guess that's what I am, stuck. Stuck trying to help Doc. Stuck trying to solve these cases. Stuck wanting more and getting nothing. All right, so Twilight City is very much like currently a noir-esque place. Okay. But I like the idea of Twilight City following whatever trends of misery there are. Okay. And this just happens to be the latest incarnation of Twilight City. So it'll change. So Twilight as, City isn't always noir. It's just that's the trend. It's it just is now. right now okay. it is noir. That's yeah, cool. yeah, that's yeah. Really but cool. it doesn't stay that way. It changes. So like the history of it is that whenever Purgatory was first made, assuming that heaven, hell, and Purgatory were at some point made, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, it would have matched whatever was seemed as. Like a kind of safe, slow misery. That's what it'll look like. And it just keeps changing with time. So, you know, way back when that might have been a dark forest or it might have been a like suffering village or it might have been like a boat in the middle of the ocean with nowhere to go. Like there's always different ways for it to be. But it's always for the same purpose. It's meant to be a place that is a trial that is difficult. And it just switches throughout time. So I just like that currently this is still the incarnation. um, Just because there hasn't been something to take its place yet. Okay. No, I I like your... Oh, gosh. You, you, you... (laughs) I like that a lot. (laughs) Anyways, is that that all you got? Yeah, yeah, that's section three. You... 
I couldn't really. I had a word, but I, like my brain's just like you. You're not gonna be able to say whatever word that is. Your mind is so I'm gonna hide it from you. That's why I'm just like you. But no, I think you're doing a good job with it. I I like that. Like, cyclical. were you laying curses upon me, Jordan? Is that what was no, happening? No, no that, that like cyclical nature where it's like it it it's like it changes like the seasons. And I yeah. also I like how that will like leave it open so you if you ever wanted to come back to it you could like make another world in this like purgatory style but i i, I like yeah, yeah i like how you laid it out it, it's a very cool layout of this like purgatory thing especially like we're taking a shot at purgatory because i know so many different like media pieces try to do purgatory and so many have no clue what they're doing i, I like this <laughs> i like this idea that you kind of put forward I like the purgatory that's just a bunch of skulls. <laughs> Anyways. Is that a is that a typical purgatory? Um, I was thinking of what's the movie Anastasia Purgatory. I've never seen Anastasia. Oh yeah, no, Purgatory is just a bunch of skulls. Why is there purgatory in Anastasia? Watch Anastasia. Rasputin's down there in Purgatory. And then he breaks out of Purgatory. What? Watch Anastasia. Isn't Anastasia like a kid's movie? Yes! That's what Why I'm saying! Why is Rasputin in Purgatory? Watch it! It's good, but it's so weird. It's not quite Disney. <laughs> no, it's not. Isn't it Blue? blue yeah, it's blue? Bluth. Yeah, Don Bluth. Yeah, Don Bluth. I was saying Bloomhouse, which is definitely not what I was thinking. Yeah, no, it's not Blue. No, it is not Bloomhouse. Doesn't Bloomhouse make horror yeah, movies? Yeah, Bloomhouse is the horror studio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don Bluth, not, 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 not like Steve Bloomhouse or whatever. Anyways, um, here's my society current with Angel Seven Dust. Also, I haven't been able to do like a consistent voice for her, but I keep trying. Hey, that's all you can do, man. I told you the best way to survive this pit is to seek protection under one of the families. Unlike you, I have all four of them wrapped around my fingers. Others like to say I'm in too deep and will get burned one day, but I have a hulking bruiser of a contingency plan. He'll save me, all right. The four families coexist. There's a hair-thin line of balance in between the three of them. If one of them oversteps, then the whole thing will fall apart. That is why they are easy to manipulate. Everyone is trying so hard to make it work that they will trip over themselves to keep the balance. I take what I need from each of them, and at the same time work closely with the four unbeknownst to each other. It's a criminal empire of a city, but there is still some sort of law and order. The government of the pit is extraordinarily weak, but they still exist. They can truly do nothing to hurt the crime families, but they will try nonetheless. With every arrest usually comes an escape or an under-the-table payout, the mayor tries to believe he is the righteous center post of the city, but he is just as crooked as everyone else. The pit is broken. Everyone, man or woman, in it is corrupt. Even that detective, Adrian Hyde. He tries to believe he is some righteous hero in a kid's comic book, but instead he is just as violent, just as manipulative, and just as cruel as all of us. His overwhelming need to be seen in a good light is what makes him easy to use. The man works a different case every week. He has done some good for this town, but he will not set everyone on a path of the straight and narrow as he believes. I sometimes feel bad for the guy. He believes that I have some good in me, but there is no good left in me. This city has taken it all and flushed it right down the toilet. Me and the detective will keep living like this, him trying to lead a life of righteousness, denying that he is part of the problem, 
and I will keep using people to get what I want. That's just how life is in the pit. And that's my last and final part. That's a solid end section. I like that a lot. Thank you. That feels very appropriate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said, I just die for the approval of others. And it's good to like know that you who's like decently well-versed in noir thought that was decent. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was, that was, that was, uh, I feel like hitting the nail on the head. I really, right. this week, like more so than others, I try to fulfill like a purpose. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right. Later that night, I'm starting to nod off. The case files pile up, and I have information to gather. But I can only be kept awake for so long. Inside Doc's office, I see him smoking and drinking. He's never gotten my name, and he's never... Wait, hang on. Oh, sorry. I, I, I had written down the word moment and read month in my mind. <laughs> He has never gotten my name right, and he has never had a moment of decency, but he traces the truth all the way into bullets. <laughs> and now he sits alone, smoking in, in the heat, and hoping the bleeding slows. There's a knock at the door, and I jump. I look up at the door through the gloom. I hesitate. It's way too late for this. Let him in, doll. Nothing for it now. I open the door. A man with a cruel smile and evil eyes stands there. Evening, Locke. You look terrible as always. Be reasonable, sir. There's no need for hostilities. Really? Because your goons spoke a different story earlier today. Well, they can be quite spirited, you see, sir, when it comes to protecting my privacy. Loyalty is always rewarded. Yeah, is that loyalty why your dogs seem to go missing? Or maybe it's just that the food is lousy. Only the finest, I assure you. Now to business. You witnessed something unfortunate, sir. Yeah, and what of it? I was paid to sniff out the truth and you smelled. Turned out I was right, you stink. To hell and everyone knows it. Yeah, you heard me right, everyone. Already been to the papers. Don't ask which one, it's all of them. You know an insult like this comes with consequences, sir. <laughs> consequences. That's what you came here with, consequences? What do you think got me into the long sleep in the first place? A bad sandwich? I find the truth, Locke, so yeah, that has consequences. But I'm thinking of retirement anyway. I hear gunshots and see flashes. The whole office smells like smoke. I freeze as the man leaves. I walk in to see... Whoops, sorry. I walk in and see Doc already melting. He sorry you got this i walk in to see doc dead where he lived already melting already melting finally facing the judgment he had avoided oh, for so long wait a second what i'll stop the world and melt with you freaking deleted this my <laughs> it deleted the next paragraph oh my god that really really sucks i there's nothing you and I oh. can do. Do do do. All right, so I'll just maybe have to you should this. just hit undo. Do do do. I'll stop. Yeah, but I've done formatting since then. Oh shoot! I'm sorry, dude. Oh frick, dude! Just I hit undo it. until Where you get back go? to it. You, it's fine. Screw your formatting. Hang on a second. I'm gonna try to find it. I'll maybe stop it just... the world and melt with you. Hey guys, we had some technical difficulties, but now we're back into the show. I hear gunshots finally facing the uh, judgment he'd avoided. Okay. 
The next day, I scraped the letters off the office door and replaced them with Vivian, Afterlife Investigations. I guess it's time I earned my retirement. I was starting to get tired anyways. That is the end of my last section. I like that. I like that a lot. So she just takes over the office after he dies. Well, he gets um, passed on to whatever side heaven or hell. Right, right, that, right. So I like, like that, that thing, ending, though. That's really cool. Like that thing where he just melts. Like, I don't imagine that people leave behind bodies. They just vanish, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, she just takes over the office and is still at the grind. Yeah. No, I, I, I really appreciate it. That's, that was really cool. Also in my head, just another assistant appears. Yeah, just, poof, okay, now I work here. Okay, I'll see this. Yep, like someone else just drives up and is like, I'm looking for a job. Hey, ma'am, I'm looking for a job. You got anything for me? Yep. He's a fast talker, you know. He's, of course, short because that's how all the male assistants are on there. Always wearing those Newsies hats. Also, just everyone from the 40s was super short. Just tiny, just tiny. Um, it's weird when you realize that that like we've gotten taller in the last like almost hundred (laughs) years quite a bit taller quite a bit (laughs) because like i was i was legitimately like watching an old movie and i was like is everyone five five in this movie like everyone's like four inches shorter than me no but i i I really like your role um for me at least on my side i Honestly, would like to do an audio drama in my world sometime or something. We can find some other use for it, but I don't think it'll just be a good story because I'm not good at writing mysteries. <laughs> They're actually really hard to write. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's why I would love to do like a collaboration story or a um, audio drama in my world because I don't think I could do justice to a um, what's it called a mystery on my own. But anyways, Cody. That was good. I guess it's actually my turn to um, roll, so I don't know if I was anyways in Cody to you. But anyways, um, I roll a... I'm rolling that again because we've done that type of thing a lot. And Sorry. <laughs> okay, I rolled an eight. <laughs> cyberpunk. Oh, nice. That'll be nice. <laughs> it's funny because now when you ask me, hey, what was that cyberpunk world you've done? We will actually have a cyberpunk world that I've just done. And it's great. <laughs> I thought we already did No, this. we didn't. It was on the bottom of the list because I rolled that when I had a, a guest subbing in for you when you had Graham. So, no, we never <laughs> actually oh, did cyberpunk. Oh, right. You, I have to explain this every single time. But um, anyways, we're gonna, actually, I think we're going to be going to a project not too um, far from now. But we'll we'll be talking about that off air because that's where you talk about um scheduling things is off air. Anyways, <laughs> next week will be Cyberpunk, and we shall see what happens in the future. But I've enjoyed this, Cody. What are some plugs? Uh, check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network uh, on YouTube, Twitch, or wherever you listen to podcasts from. So, are you actually like um playing a game now? Like you, your Cody, playing a game on Wandering Gamer or? I am, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing Wind Waker. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Wind Waker's. Oh, have you been playing it? I just a little bit, but I like. I realize I have such a huge backlog of video games that I need to play those first before I play Wind Waker because Wind Waker can wait. Like that's one that I will dive in and like completely lose my life to. So I'm gonna play Wind yeah. Waker with like Twilight Princess back to back. 
and I think then go into Skyward Sword just because I actually have not played all of the 3D Zeldas, even though I have a Triforce tattoo. Um, I I like <laughs> and so like I recently played through Ocarina, played through Breath of the Wild not too long ago, and like truly seeing like the 3D side of um Zelda for the first time is absolutely amazing to me. Like because now I'm like realizing oh. I love these games just when I played the 2D, like the um the 2D that's ones. So funny. And then it's like now I'm playing the 3D ones, like, oh, that's why everyone is obsessed. I just have never really played the 2D ones that much. You know what I mean? My mom like used to play like they bought the the NES for themselves. So my mom played a lot of Mario and a lot of Zelda and stuff. And so then, like, I played that Zelda, like, you know, the original, like, the original Zelda. Yeah. And then I, I played um, Link to the Past and later, eventually, um, Oracle of Seasons, I think. And then Minish yeah. Cap and just, like, a bunch of those 2D ones. And that's why I loved it. And so, like, I got a group tattoo of Friends of the Triforce. That's why I have it. And now it's, like, I'm playing the, like, newer ones of, like, man... Oh, yeah, I also played Majora's Mask in college, but I don't really like Majora's Mask, even though everybody loves it. It was I don't like Majora's it was Mask way either. too stressful having that three day countdown. I just didn't like the I didn't think the game. Did we end the episode? Oh, no, we we're still doing sorry. Right now? We got sorry. Whoops. No, 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 it's fine. Real quick, I think that Majora's Mask feels like they had Ocarina of Time as an engine and went, well, Let's just do a bunch of random levels and throw those in there. And I just, it felt like so disconnected. Like every area didn't feel like it was part of a world. It just felt like random crap the developers wanted to make. Yeah, I, I will agree. I just, I, I don't know. I didn't really like Majora's Mask, but I know a lot of people have it as their top one. I know it's like Twilight Princess, Majora's Mask are the top. And those are the one. well, Twilight Princess, I'm... Really excited to see because, like, it to me on the outside looking in, it looks great, but it also looks like Edgelord stuff. Like <laughs> Zelda is like I such say a it's Zelda is such like a whimsical like adventure game, and then like looking at Twilight Princess is like, whoa, where did the whimsy go? Now we're wearing like all black and you know putting our hair to one side and listening to Lincoln Park. But anyways, I have to close out the show. So you can check me out at something I guess zero zero at twitch.tv where I have been streaming with Leah from the side characters and we have been playing through Dragon Age Inquisition because I lost a bet. Um, and that's that's for real. But and then also you can check us out on the side characters podcast where we talk about diversity in neuroculture. The link will be in the podcast description. Anyways, thank y'all for listening. We shall catch y'all on the flip side. Bye. Bye.